It's another big day at Kentucky Downs on Saturday, and that's where we will focus our attention for the Keeneland Select In The Money podcast as we take a look at their late pick four that features four graded stakes, all worth at least a million dollars. Tom Leach here along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, and based at the Red Mile this time of year. And on Thursday, Governor Bashir was on hand to... Uh, help cut the ribbon for the new sports betting facility that is there. So until the 28th, the uh, way to bet sports will be at brick-and-mortar facilities like the Red Mile or Churchill Downs or others around the state, right? Yeah, we got it opened and uh, a nice crowd down there, and it's uh, very exciting. I've seen some new faces that I don't normally see at uh, the horse races. So it's very uh, it's, it's, it's thrilling to us to see an, an expansion of wagering here and possibly getting some new people exposed to, to horse racing as well. So we don't have to drive across the river anymore. Amen to that. Well, let's jump <laughs> into this late pick four on Saturday. It's a nice with a grade three ladies turf starts it off. Phillies and mayors three and up. They'll go a mile. Obviously at Kentucky Downs, everything is on the turf. And I, I certainly couldn't find any singles uh, in this late pick four. Uh, where did you land in the ladies turf? I came close here. I, I, I thought this was the one that you could narrow down, just, you know, just because there's, uh, uh, you know, there's only um, a couple of opportunities here. Um, I, I only went with a couple of horses here. I thought White Frost for Bill Mott and New Year's Eve for Brendan Walsh. Brendan coming out of the race at um, Ellis Park beat a couple, beat a nice field there, and came from almost dead last to do it from the nine hole. Drawn a little bit better here. Tyler gets them out from Louie. That's that's not much of a change. Tyler Gaffleyon's riding very well at, at Kentucky Downs, like he always does. And then White Frost is the other one that I used for Bill Mott. I thought that horse uh, moved forward last time in the listed stakes at Saratoga, and uh, maybe just be going the right way at the right time. Uh, New Year's Eve also has a race over the track at at Kentucky Downs, so. I'm only going to stay with those two there because I had to go so deep later on. So uh, New Year's Eve and White Frost could take a, a little bit of a stand there. I ended up uh, with two with those two among my top three. The other one I have uh, actually was my second choice as uh, the four, Kirobin Dorada, if that's how that's pronounced. And the main reason it's the only horse in the field that's actually had a win over Kentucky Downs, and that's meaningful if a horse likes that course. And third off the layoff, so I thought for Paulo Lobo that one was dangerous. I have New Year's Eve on top. I like that nice win after uh, getting away from the likes of In Italian and uh, Didia. Horses run well here before, and uh, the Walsh Barn really doing well at this Kentucky Downs meet. Uh, White Frost I've got. Also uh, on my pick four, I'm going to use Regal Realm just because it's a four-year-old in peak form. There is one race I'm going to try to narrow down. Sounds like a little more than you are, and so I'm going to go four deep in here. Second leg of the late pick four is the grade two turf sprint for three-year-olds and up, and there's a big price in here that I think has got a shot, but I didn't pick him on top. I took Cogburn on top. This horse really seems to be peaking. Uh, came out of a race at Lone Star. They shipped him up to Saratoga, and he was able to win over uh, Noballs, who's a very nice turf sprinter. And so I think uh, Cogburn is just really getting good right now for Asmussen, and uh, it's going to be tough to beat in here. Uh, one-timer I like, one-for-one one at Kentucky Downs. Had a 104 buyer speed figure at Ellis Park uh, last month. The big price I like is uh, Gear Jockey. Horses one for one here. I've interviewed Rusty Arnold about this horse before, and the thing is the horse needs more than five or five and a half, so six, six and a half, seven. Uh, it's just that last year he was off his game, and he's had uh, one start back 
And so I think he's much better than what that one start shows. And I can't imagine that uh, they'd be putting him in one of these spots that they didn't think he had a another big race in him. So he likes the course, big price. I'm going to use Gear Jockey on my ticket. And then Dream Shake uh, seems to be really rolling with Mike Stidham uh, coming off a nice win up at Woodbine, used to be in Peter Erton's barn. And uh, also the five, Anaconda. Uh, I like the cutback. Horse is one for one here. So I'm going to go five deep in this leg. How do you see the turf sprint? Well, this is a typical Kentucky Downs race in that uh, I'm going five deep and I only use two of your horses. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> So I guess we've got eight of them covered, if that's if my math is correct. Uh, I thought one time or that race at Ellis Park should set him up perfectly, perfectly for this. I mean, it'd be a nice field uh, with 104 buyer, uh, his third off the layoff, stretching out to six furlongs should be no problem for this horse. And I think one timer is my pick for Larry Rivelli on the inside. Also going to use Cogburn. The question mark I had with Cogburn was, did he like that soft turf that much at Saratoga that got that 100 buyer? Because it's his best race ever, and it was soft. He's not going to get that at Kentucky Downs this weekend. We're not expecting any rain between now and then. Uh, I'm going to use Snowballs. You didn't use him. I thought he ran a good second to Cogburn there. If he runs his Churchill race back, uh, where he won the grade two turf sprint on Derby Day, uh, he's got a big shot. Uh, I used Dr. Zemp from the outside that you didn't use for Chad Brown coming out of a grade one Jiper. Uh, this race is a lot more expensive, but it's not a grade one. And uh, This horse has run twice at grade one company, Makers Mark Mile, where he disappointed. And then came back in the Jiper and didn't disappoint there. He, he beat had a 14-horse field, and he beat all of them except three. So Caravelle and Big Invasion and Casa Creed are not here. That's the three that finished in, ahead of him. And he gets Irene Ortiz. Uh, so I'm going to use him as well. And then my bomb is Front Rud the Fed. And I just got to use this horse off that race at Keeneland back in the spring where he came from completely dead and split the field and won by a length. And one of my big players at Keeneland hit the uh, pick five for over 100 grand that day. So I, I had to, he singled front run to Fed at 15 to 1 that day. I actually went off at 12 to 1, but uh, I got a pull for him here. And they brought him back in the Jiper. He didn't run great. He was 60 to 1. He only got beat three and three quarters, though. So. He, he wasn't completely out of it, and then came back and won a race at Colonial at five and a half. So I think front run the Fed's got a big shot in here. So I'm using five, not quite the same five as you are, but uh, you got to spread somewhere, and it, it's just very tough today if you take it down. Indeed it is. Um, and uh, no balls was a tough one for me to leave out. I just uh, thought maybe the distance might be a little more uh, than he might like at, at six furlongs, but uh, it is a tough, tough heat. The ladies' turf sprint is the third leg of the pick four. It's at a grade two. Phillies and Mayors three and up. Six and a half furlongs is the distance on this one. Uh, where did you land in the ladies' turf sprint? This was the other one that I thought about cutting back here. Uh, and this may be the one that you cut back on. Uh, Bay Storm looks awfully tough in here for Jonathan Thomas and Florent Giroux coming out of that race at Ellis at five and a half. And again, stretching out, stretching out to six and a half shouldn't be any problem. He ran at Kentucky Downs in this race last year and only got beat a nose, uh, or she did, I'm sorry, uh, and had a 99 buyer figure. She hasn't come back to that this year, but she obviously liked Kentucky Downs. And uh, great spot for Bay Storm to win this race. But also use Corey uh, Comet, who ran right behind her in the preview race at Ellis Park uh, and was closing at the end. So I don't think she'll have a problem getting six and a half furlongs uh, has raced a lot on synthetics but has raced at six six and a half so uh joe Tal- talamo and paulo lobo you used 
the Lobo horse in an earlier race, and I, I like Lobo's chances here at Kentucky Downs. Uh, Wakanaka for Belmont uh, and Rosario coming out of the caress. Only got to be two links by Roses for Deborah, who was a really strong favorite in there. And I think she's going to fit this course well as, as well. And then our flash drive is a 10-to-1 shot for Mark Cassie uh, coming out of the same race. And uh, got a got a really bad break there. Went off at three to one, second choice, I think, in the caress. And I think she fits well here as well. You know, you can make a case for Bay Storm being an, uh, the the favorite here, and I get that. But I think it's a little more wide open than it appears on paper. Yeah, I have uh, Wakanaka actually on top, getting away from Roses for Deborah, who is uh, one of the the top uh, distaffers in the country in this kind of race. Uh, that's going to make life a lot easier for Wakanaka. I think it's the softest spot she's seen in a while. I think uh, six and a half at Kentucky Downs is kind of closer to her specialty of, uh, of being a miler. But got to use what base storm also ran big here last year. Top two, 11 out of 16 starts. So I'm going to just go with those two there. Uh, I think Wakanaka could win this, but uh, Bay Storm is a, is a solid favorite, so I'm going to try to narrow down here on my pick four ticket. Brings us to the last leg, which is the Grade Two Kentucky Turf Cup, three and up at a mile and a half, and I went to Foreign Relations at twelve to one. Horse was wide all the way last time. Still got a ninety-five buyer. Go back to the race in May at Churchill. That was at a mile and a half, a very impressive win in the Louisville Handicap. Prior to that, ran a mile and a half at Keeneland in his turf debut and was an impressive first under-the-wire finisher, but got DQ'd, rightfully so. But uh, I think this horse's maybe two best races, certainly visually, have been at a mile and a half, which is what he gets here. So that was kind of the thing that pushed me in the direction of foreign relations in a field that uh, is, is pretty wide open. I'm going to go four deep, probably could uh, certainly go be talked into going deeper if a uh, if the budget permitted, uh, I like that they're putting Johnny V on the horse. Uh, probably Declan Cannon went uh, picked Verstappen because of his relationship with Brendan Walsh. As he's ridden for in relations well, but you know, Johnny V is Johnny V, and the horse also adds blinkers, which might help him a little bit. Uh, Verstappen is my second pick, likes a mile and a half, and as a four-year-old, I think is still just kind of finding his best form and maybe you know even better moving forward into his five-year-old year. So I think he's going to be tough, and he's run well at Kentucky Downs. Red Knight has run well there, and it's Mike Maker, so I've got to use that one. Never explained for Suge I'm going to use. Not sure if he'll love a mile and a half. And then Santon, I'm going to stop there, but I think Santon's worthy of consideration. I just kind of ultimately decided to discard him because of the distance. Um, and then Therapist coming off a nice win from Maker, but had to try to pin, pare it down somewhere. So I'm going four deep, led by foreign relations. How do you see the Turf Cup? I thought the Turf Cup went through Mike Maker's barn. Um, and Red Knight and Therapist both coming out of the United Nations at Monmouth, which is traditionally one of the stronger uh, turf races in the country. And uh, Red Knight in particular has been in, has won uh, a grade one, the Man of War at Belmont at a mile and three-eighths. Uh, five for 14 at a mile and a half over his career in four seconds, so nine out of 14 in the money. Twelve for 36 overall. Uh, and I think Maker points for this meet, and I think – that the fact that he uh, ran in the United Nations and then came out of the race obviously very well and comes back here 
where he has run well before. Um, he, he actually won this race last year, so he would repeat in this $1.7 million race, which is a, another reason for Mr. Maker to ship him back to Kentucky Downs. So I'm going to take Red Knight on top. He's going to use Therapist. Therapist is getting better at the right time. Doesn't have the back class that, you not, that Red Knight does, but he might be getting... You know, he might be getting better at the right time. He actually beat him last time out with that United Nations grade one win. So both those horses coming out for grade one for Mike Maker, lots of reasons to like him. He was for stopping for Brendan Walsh, was very impressive um, at, in the Elkhorn and Keeneland back in the spring and has run well since then, but has finished behind a couple of these. And Declan Cannon rides him awfully well, so I like to see Declan Cannon do well down there. I use Santine, as uh, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm not sure about the distance, but uh, got some back class and, and is a grade one winner. Won the Arlington Million at the Churchill meet last year. So he was never explained for Sid McGahee. Um, and my long shot in here, if I can get 12 to 1 on Ired Ortiz in a $1.7 million race at Kentucky Downs, I'm going to take him. So uh, although Kita Dan looks like he may be a little overmatched in here, the fact that Ired took this mount for Eric Foster. Uh, me tells me that he's well meant. It's the third off a layoff. He's gone 76, 86. Uh, I promise you he was not cranked at Kentucky Downs for that tappet. And he comes back uh, only on, what, eight, nine days race, nine days rest. But that was like a, a workout for him. So uh, th- this one kind of worries me a little bit, and that's why I'm using him at 12 to 1 with Irad. So I think I'm going to go six deep in here. I'm going to have an expensive ticket to tell us about in a minute. Well, let's see what it looks like. How do you play the pick four? All right. I went two deep the first leg, uh, 3-7, White Frost and New Year's Eve. Then I went 1-2-7-8-12 with 2-3-6-7 with 2-3-4-7-8-11. And that's a more expensive ticket that I usually play. It's a $120 ticket, but Kentucky Downs with these fields, I just couldn't feel strong with about enough to have a single, so it's 120 bucks. If you narrow the first race down to either White Frost or New Year's Eve, it's a sixty dollar ticket. And up with an eighty dollar ticket, one three four seven, with one five seven nine ten, with three six, with one two three eight, eighty dollar ticket. It's a great card. So uh, if you're watching football on Saturday, make sure you have funds in that Keeneland Select account so you can play the races too. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. We'll see you next week on the In the Money podcast from KeelanSelect.com.